Good morning, everybody. We have a mix to higher trade in the grain markets here early on Friday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down three quarters of a cent at 3.97 and three quarters. November soybeans are up five and a half at 10.57 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up one at 6.04 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat up three and a quarter at 5.45 and a quarter. December spring wheat up two and a quarter at 5.54 and a half. I think that renewed concerns regarding COVID um, have affected a lot of financial markets this week. You look at the stock market, uh, the S&P 500 is on track to lose 45 to 5% this week. We've got a lower trade in the futures market this morning. Um, I think that this is is partially responsible, at least, for some of the selling that we've seen, uh, not only in the grain markets, but but in a lot of commodity markets. You look at the energies in particular, uh, precious metals, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, liquidation in a lot of markets here. Um, cases in both the U.S. and some countries abroad are rising, prompting ideas of additional lockdowns, restrictions, that sort of thing. So it's kind of a risk-off deal this week uh, because of that, I think. Corn and soybean export sales remain excellent. USDA reported another uh, very strong week of sales for both crops yesterday. Soybean sales for the week totaled 1.62 million metric tons, of which about 66% was sold to China. Corn sales uh, even better, 2.24 million. One thing that's noteworthy in the corn export sales number is that um, China was almost completely absent last week, and that's a factor that may be of concern. I think the trade had really... Uh, hung its hat on the idea that China was just going to continue to buy corn at a breakneck pace. And the fact that they were were mostly absent last week, I suppose, is a little bit of a concern. Um, is that a trend that continues or is this just a lull in the activity? Um, uh, we don't know that right now. Mexico made a huge purchase of U.S. corn yesterday. USDA reported a flash sale of a total of 1.432 million metric tons. That's 52. Uh, 56 million bushels of U.S. corn to Mexican buyers. 62% of that sale is for the current marketing year. The remainder is for um, the 20, uh, 21-22 marketing year. Uh, that was the largest sale to Mexico of corn since December of last year. USDA also reported a flash sale of 140,000 metric tons of corn to an unknown destination. So the export demand uh, uh, remains pretty good, despite the fact, again, that China was absent uh, from those corn numbers uh, in the weekly report. Brazil's president confirmed that the country is importing soybeans and other food staples. He said, we are importing uh, soy now because the price is going up. Um, the, the story here is that Brazil kind of has just a domestic shortage because they've sold so much to China and uh, demand has been good. Prices there are very high. So it's, it's very likely or, or may have even happened that Brazil uh, bought at least one cargo of beans from the U.S. They could buy a little bit more. It's probably not going to turn into anything extremely substantial, but uh, it's, it, it should be enough to, to fill the gap between now and their harvest, which is, you know, February, March. The U.S. Southern Plains will again turn dry. You know, we had some some rain, some snow across some of these key HRW areas in uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas earlier this week. But you look at the forecast this morning, and it looks like we've got a drier pattern that will return at least through the first week of November, if not beyond that. So the wheat market, despite the fact that it's set back, has not completely fallen out of bed. I, I don't think we've seen like a total drought busting event. I think we've seen just a little bit of relief and, and now we've got a dry forecast. So uh, the wheat market could actually be acting a lot worse, certainly. 
The corn market has added just a little bit of carry this week uh, during this correction. The uh, December 20 out to July 21 spread offers about eight and a half cents of carry this morning. That spread traded a very small inverse just earlier this week and uh, has since corrected lower. Um, I think a lot of farmers who have existing December uh, corn sales, either futures or HTAs, they would like the opportunity to roll those forward and pick up some carry and use their on-farm storage. Um, and that's still an opportunity that could become available. Uh, there's, there's certainly the possibility that these spreads widen out even further between now and the time that those contracts would need to be rolled. You know, in a normal year, that spread from from these out to the following July might offer you 20 or 30 cents of carry. And of course, this is not a normal year, but a lot could happen here in the next few weeks. Uh, the corn market, despite this setback here, and despite the fact that the nearby contract is below $4, I would certainly make the argument that a technical uptrend remains in place. There's a trend line that comes up off of the uh, August low and through the late September low on the December chart. And, and we have not busted uh, that trend line yet. We'd have to trade below Oh, 390, uh, here today in order to, uh, to negate that trend. Export demand still very good. You know, ethanol, we haven't talked a lot about ethanol, but ethanol is a problem that could reemerge, uh, given this spike in COVID cases and additional lockdowns and restrictions. We, we lost. 500 million bushels worth of corn demand last year uh, because of COVID ballpark. And, and that number is different depending on who you ask. And, and we're losing demand on a consistent basis this year. It's it's not um, as much as, as we had lost last year, but this could turn into a bigger deal. And, uh, you know, if, if this continues here for another couple months and ethanol production uh, turns back lower, that could be a problem. Soybean market um, could be acting a lot worse, I think. Um, you know, I, I think that to some extent, fund traders are still very heavily long. I think they're defending that position. Um, we've seen a setback, but the market's not falling out of bed by any means. Um, uh, Brazilian weather has improved a little bit. They caught some rain. They have some more in the forecast. So I think that the uh, potential for a record uh, Brazilian soybean crop uh, certainly remains intact here at this point. Uh, wheat futures, again, you've got to focus on this U.S. weather situation. Uh, global prices have ticked down this week, but are still trading at levels that are, are well elevated versus anything that we've seen uh, the last several months. Cattle futures were up. Uh, uh, one of the few markets that were able to close higher yesterday. We actually had some sharp gains in these fat cattle contracts. December fat cattle up three dollars and thirty cents. Uh, February is up two sixty seven. The feeder cattle market up more than a dollar across the board. Uh, cash trade was one hundred six in the south, one hundred three in Nebraska yesterday. We'll see what develops here today. Head of the cash open. The stock market's lower. The Dow is down one hundred and seventy points. Uh, it had been down a lot more than that overnight. The uh, S and P is down twenty one. The bonds are up just a little bit. U.S. dollars down a little bit. Crude oil is about flat. Uh, precious metals up just a little bit. If you'd like some more information, visit my website, uh, standardgrain.com. Go to that website and click on Grain Marketing Plan if you would like to know when, how, and specifically I am pricing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year. It's broken down by crop, by crop year, and by percentage. Uh, take a look at that subscription service. Um, it's 49 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. There's no trading account required. Um, there's no other fee or obligation. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you on Monday.